0: There's a great expectance in this place today, am I right? Yes. Yes. And yes, we are. Because we desire more, we are going to see more. Should we stand in agreement with that, with each and every one of us? Amen, we are. Thank you, Lord. And welcome to everyone on Zoom. I pray that what we are experiencing here, you are experiencing in your room where you are right now. Because God's power is with us always, wherever we are, it doesn't matter. So bless you, bless you this morning. Right, I'd like to start by reading 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10 to 13. This is David's praise to God. Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, for ever and ever. Yours, O Lord, Is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honour come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand, it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your word, Lord. Your hand is power. Your hand is might. And let's declare that here today. Yes, we we may be weak, but in him we are strong. Because we have strength in him. It tells us in his word. Oh Lord, thank you. Victory in the name of Jesus. No, there is no one like the Lord God Almighty. And his glory fills this universe. Amen, it does. God is life. God is power. And the glory of the heavens are his it belongs to him and him alone. Yes. He is sovereign and he rules over all. Amen. 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 You know, we have a promise of God's eternal kingdom when we know him as our Lord and saviour. We will be with our father yes. for eternity. Amen. Yours is the kingdom. Yes. Amen. 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 Now, God's power and glory is All around us and we can experience his Shekinah glory that we have just sung about the Shekinah glory God's Shekinah glory Wow it is a most beautiful dwelling of the presence of the Lord God Almighty it is a visible manifestation of God on earth and I want to see this I want to see this I know I've spoken to others in this room and they have seen the Shekinah glory I want to see God's Shekinah glory have you heard of a glory cloud some churches have reported an appearance of a glory cloud in their services again this physical manifestation of the presence of God in the form of a glittering cloud it lingers over worship services and such clouds have been reported worldwide some describe it as a glittering swarm of gold particles that come down they settle on your skin and on your hair wow wow (laughs) yes wow some are also covered in a glittery or a residue on their skin like an oily residue of gold and it comes upon their skin and even when you brush it off it comes back, it's on them. I watched a DVD quite a few years ago and um, it was about an evangelist called Joshua Mills and as I watched this DVD, as he was preaching, God's glory came upon him and I could see the gold dust come upon It was incredible and I looked and I was in awe and I was wow yeah absolutely and it covered his clothing, it covered his face, it covered his hands. He told us a little story. He said that he was in an elevator with three other people. The three people had been to a Christian conference but they hadn't yet yet (laughs) received Jesus as Saviour. As Joshua was standing in the elevator, gold dust covered him. (laughs) Can you imagine? You get into an elevator and this guy is covered. The gold dust comes upon him. Can you imagine what the people were thinking? But Joshua felt that God wanted to say to these three people, I am speaking to you today. I want to show you my glory and that was what he did Joshua shared the Lord's word with these three people in the elevator and he gave them the scripture from Mark 16 verse 20 and they went out and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs amen He wanted to show those three people the power, his glory, his hand at work, his saving grace. Thank you, Lord. That can happen to any of us at any time. And the three people before leaving the elevator gave their lives to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Lovely, isn't it? Yeah. You know, Joshua simply believes that we are the temple of God, which we are. that he wants to pour out his glory on us he is choosing to pour his glory out on all of us all of us not just individuals but all of us how amazing is that I want to read a powerful piece of scripture now from Acts Acts chapter 2 Acts chapter 2 verses 17 to 21 And it shall come to pass in the last days says God that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions your old men shall dream dreams and on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapour of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass. That whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We are in the last days now. The Lord is pouring out his spirit on us. We will see more visions. We will see signs, wonders. We are going to see because God is in our midst. He is preparing us for what is coming. And we need to receive what he is preparing us to be. We need to believe in his glory. Amen. Amen. You know, if we look in the Gospel of John about Lazarus raised from the dead, Jesus told his followers in John 11.40, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? And that's for each one of us here today. If you would believe, you will see the glory of God. It's God's word. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And the raising of Lazarus from the dead was a demonstration of the glory of God. And showed Jesus' power over death. Amen. Now to walk in faith, we must know the truth of who Jesus truly is. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is a God of miracles and his glory is all around us. Now God created man for his glory. It tells us in Isaiah 43 verse 7 everyone who is called by my name Whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. What a privilege. We are vessels to be used by God to bring glory to him. Amen. You know, the gospel of Christ is the power of God. Amen. And when we preach the word of God, we should expect to see the miracles and the signs and the wonders that follow. We should expect that. We need to believe on that power. It tells us quite clearly in Mark 16, verse 17. Read the word of God, claim it and use it. Claim God's word, stand on his word, believe on his word. Use it for his glory. He gave us his word for a reason and a purpose. Read it, use it, claim it, stand on it. Amen. Amen. You know, when Jesus prayed for the sick, he didn't use long prayers, did he? He didn't though, did he? He said, put his hand on, be healed. They were healed. In Acts 3, Peter simply said to the crippled man, such as I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And he did. He took the authority and the power of God and the man was healed. That was it. He took the authority and the power of God. He claimed it. He believed it. The man was healed. And God wants to use us as believers in him. As the demonstration of his power today. Now our God is a God of such power and glory. And the Bible says his glory must be seen from one side of this world to the other. And it will be. Amen? Amen. It will be. Yes, hallelujah. God wants to see fire in us. He wants his church to be on fire. The Holy Spirit fire. We need to be alive. Open, open to change. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? But we need to be open, to lean on God, to receive the Holy Spirit and go out in his power and authority. We need the Holy Spirit to revive us. But it's here, it's already here. So let's claim it and use it. God's fire. Now the Holy Spirit is God's power in us and for each of us that have received the Lord as saviour we have the Holy Spirit within us always God's promise to us but you know the first step in seeking to produce results by that power is to contact that power the second step is to turn it on the third step is to believe That this power is coming into use and to accept it by faith. We know we have the Holy Spirit within us. Do we turn it on or do we put it to one side some days? Maybe not every day. We might just use it when we feel like it. No. Use the power of God wherever you may be. It can change someone's life that day if we are willing to step out, to step out in that power. It's within you. It is within you. You know, no matter how much we ask for something, it only becomes ours when we accept it and give thanks for it. Is that true? Yeah? I know when I was just born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, I so desired to speak in tongues so desired my dad used to pray in tongues and I used to love that and someone said to me well just ask for it really yeah okay so I sat at home quietly on my own and I said Lord I would love to speak in tongues just before that I also said to the Lord Lord I thank you that you gave your life for me and that when I've accepted him into my heart, I said, Lord, I want you to use me for your glory, however you decide to use me. And I felt that asking for this gift could be used for God's glory. Yes, it's lovely as a personal gift to use. in the relationship with Jesus speaking in tongues is a beautiful and powerful gift to have. But it's also a powerful gift to be used for God's glory. And that was the reason I asked for it. So I sat at home quietly and I said, Lord, please may I have some words. So he gave me two or three words. I was quite pleased. I said, thank you. (laughs) I said these few words. It's quite funny, really, because I kept repeating them because I thought I don't want to forget them. And maybe if I go to bed tonight, I might not have them in the morning. Will they still be there? Well, of course they are. When God gives you something, it's there. But as I got up and prayed these three words, I said, Lord... I'm not satisfied with just three words. I'm really not. You know, when I hear people praying in tongues and they say these most beautiful prayers. I said, I want more. Can I have more, please? So I asked, I prayed and I sat. I said, Lord, I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to open my mouth and I believe it's just all going to come out. Guess what? It did. (laughs) I probably ran around the kitchen a few times, praising God, (laughs) praying in tongues. Wow, having the time of my life. And I would encourage you. If you don't pray in tongues, if you would like to, just ask the Lord. Ask the Lord and receive that beautiful gift. You know, God works through us. God's power in us is like electricity. We can turn it on or we can turn it off. We can also break the connection because of our doubting the ability of God. So we must believe in his power, believe in his authority, believe all things are possible in him. Amen. But learning to rely on the power of God is part of our Christian life. And you know, it is that great power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It is the same power in us. It's quite amazing to think it is though isn't it really but it is you know we are to be in harmony with God he will help us in our weaknesses he knows we are weak we are human he understands but in him when we hold his hand when we look to him and say father I can't do this. I need your help. What do I do? What decision do I make? He's there. He simply is there. He will always be alongside you. No matter what you face in this world, he is always at your side. So yes, we are already overcomers in him. Because of the work at the cross. And again, we need to believe that and keep that in your heart and in your mind. You are an overcomer. Say, we are overcomers. We are overcomers. Praise God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So don't use your weakness as an excuse. And say, Lord, I can't do that because I don't feel well today and I'm not up to doing that. That's when he uses you. Because you're relying on him, not yourself. You're relying on him wholly. I felt weak last Sunday when I came into the service. I wasn't feeling myself. I was very drained, very tired, didn't know what was going on. But I was not myself. And I came in. And quite a few people said, are you okay? I says, well, actually, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, not so good today. I don't know why. And several people straight away said, I'll pray for you. Not, well, I hope you feel better. <laughs> no. Do you know that meant so much? Straight away, can I pray for you? And that's what we are to do with one another. Love one another pray for one another, God's word tells us, pray for one another. By that night, I felt better. By the next day, I was back to my usual self. Something had lifted. Bless you all. Bless you all. There is such unity in this church and there is power in unity. And the Lord commands a blessing in unity. Amen, he does. Amen. You know, we read in the Bible many stories of how the Lord uses those who felt weak to do the job that they were called to do. Many a time. But the Lord always supplied their needs. He gave the strength and he gave the ability to fulfil that calling. Same is for us. Exactly the same is for us. Don't ever think I am unworthy If God calls you to do something, do not sit on it. Do it. God is there to help you. Don't think someone else is better at doing that job than you. He wouldn't have asked you in the first place if he didn't think you could do it. Simple as that. We are all equals in the Lord's eyes. And he will use each and every one of us here today in a different way. Because he created us different. We all have different abilities, but we are equals in his sight. Thank you, Lord. You know, the Lord wants to raise us up. He wants to raise us up to show his power in us and for his name to be glorified in Stratford. He has a purpose for each and every one of us here, right now. Jesus appointed the twelve disciples that they would be with him and that he would send them out to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out demons. It tells us that in Mark 3. If you want to have a look, turn to Mark 3. That's Mark 3, verses 13 to 15. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. So as believers in the Lord Jesus, we have that same power today. The Holy Spirit's power in us. Amen. We are to work in partnership and to have a relationship with God. That is so important, that personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. So when we pray, stand on the word of God. Expect miracles, signs and wonders to follow when we speak the word of God. For it is written. It is written. It is written. Believe on that life giving flow. Believe he will use us. We are the electric light bulbs through whom the light of God reaches out. And as a believer in Christ we carry the anointing to lay hands on the sick and to see the sick recover in the name of Jesus. God said that we shall tread over all the works of the enemy including sickness and disease, that we will trample the works of the enemy under our feet and nothing will harm us. God has given his angels charge over us in all our ways. We have the angels here today, praise God. Take God at his word and expect the manifestation of his word. So to move in the power of God, we must receive the power from on high as promised by Jesus. And it tells us in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Amen. Amen. We have that power. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to cast out demons. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to tread over snakes and scorpions and nothing by any means shall harm us. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of the blind. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to raise the dead. It takes the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be an effective believer in Christ, whom signs and wonders flow and there is no shortage of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, there is no lack of the Holy Spirit, there is an abundant flow of the anointing if we are willing and ready to tap into that anointing. We need to have a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. And when we ask, we will be filled. Keep asking. Do not run dry, because then you are working in your own strength and not God's strength. And He doesn't want you to do that. You know, the apostles, they walked in a high level of overflow of the anointing to the point that even the shadow of Peter passing by touched. And healed the sick. I want to see that. I want to see that. You know the Lord is calling us. He is calling us. He wants us. To let him. Have complete control. He is inviting us to go deeper. Into the river. Of his presence. At the first prayer meeting that we had together in the upper room as we were standing and praying the Lord gave me a picture and I could see a river in the middle of the room going from one end of the room to the other and I felt the Lord was saying to us I beckon you come to me my children come in to the river immerse yourself in the river of God I am here for you now he didn't want us just to go in ankle deep to have a little paddle not even knee deep or waist deep he said all of you full immersion I want all of you can you do that I really feel the Lord is calling us to go low, bow down, lay down. You know, the lower we go, the lower we go, the more you will find yourself closer to the heart of God. When you yield, truly yield yourself to the Lord, you meet with the heart of God. All he wants is, is a surrender of all that you are. And in that river of God, you will find peace. You will find strength. Because God is there. He is in that river with you. God offers an invitation to all those who are thirsty to be fully immersed in the glory of his love. There is no better place, is there? It is a call here this morning to dive into that love, that limitless love, that intimate relationship with him, to get closer. The Lord here today wants to immerse us. He wants to hold us. He wants to take us to a place where we are so far over our head in the river of God that we are out of control. He wants to take us beyond what we control. He wants us to be out of control and to put our trust in him completely. And when we are totally immersed in that river with him, expect, expect the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. You know, the Lord gave us a a powerful, most powerful promise. He says that wherever the river flows, life will thrive. Amen. So to thrive, we need to let go of any hindrances or obstacles that hinder or prevent us in our relationship with the Lord. Sometimes we need to allow ourselves to be pruned. Jesus is the true vine, and we are the branches. And in order to be productive, a branch must submit to pruning. And because of the Father's desire to see us flourish, he has to cut off every branch that bears no fruit. I want to read a bit of scripture with you. It's John chapter 15. John 15, verses 5 to 8. I am the vine, you are my branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will sorry, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Thank you, Lord. You know Jesus told his disciples that he is the vine and they are the branches of that vine. Grapevines have branches which obtain their minerals and water through the stem of a vine but if a branch is not attached to the vine it dies and it will not grow and it cannot produce grapes the branches must be attached to the vine to produce fruit and we need that connection with God None of us can accomplish anything on our own without the Lord, without the Holy Spirit. We can do nothing. We need the connection with him. When we commit ourselves wholly to the Lord and abide in him, believing in him and seeking his forgiveness, we shall bear much fruit. And in him, We will glorify God in our fruit bearing. Amen. We must have no unforgiveness in our hearts. As Pastor Anne brought to us last week in her word. Because it causes a barrier. It can break the connection. We must get ourselves right with God. Or we will have that connection broken. In verse 16, it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall remain that whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he may give you these things. I command you that you love one another. Thank you, Lord. So to abide in God's love is to obey him, to love one another as he loves us. And if we want to bear fruit for him, we must step out. We must step out and take the risk of being the people that he has truly made us to be. God will use anyone who is yielded, who is in love with him and who says yes. We have a mighty calling to carry God's heart and to reveal his glorious love to others. We have a treasure within us to share, Jesus. And he is calling us here today to prepare ourselves for a work that he has for each one of us. But firstly, we are to lay down our lives to him and for him in a surrender Of ourselves. He wants to release us from anything that binds us or blocks us from himself. He wants to set you free. He wants to refresh you with his Holy Spirit. He wants us to receive his anointing right now. So may we be expectant for all that he has for us so that we will move in his power under his authority, believing we will see salvation, believing we will see the miracle signs and wonders flowing. I pray that the Lord will release us into his presence right now, his Shekinah glory, so that we can take it and use it for his glory. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever Amen, Lord. Amen.